you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. So excited I get to talk to you guys about goal setting across seasons of marriage with Tim and Faith Stevens. This is one of my all-time favorite couples and pairings, the 2-5 pairing, and this is a glow. I am not kidding you. They are bringing it today. Let's just say it's fire. It's not even a glow. So we'll talk to them in a few minutes. But we just have such a big episode today because not only are we hearing from the stellar couple with so much wisdom for us, Tim is the executive pastor at Willow Creek. Faith has worn a number of hats, including worship team member Mom, her favorite hat and wife. And she is also a, has been a special education teacher. She is a phenomenal person in her own right, but I love that they have this dance of marriage. Tim is also an author. He's been on so many executive pastoral board search teams, and he is just a phenomenal, they're, they're just a phenomenal duo. So I'm so excited for them to be able to pour into us. Oh man, and one other thing that I love that they're going to bring, if you hear the mechanics of what they're going to talk with us about and you have any time to analyze it a bit, you're going to hear just the system, the mechanics of how they've learned to work with each of their vices and how they've learned to really bless each other because we heal as a system, we heal as a circle, a group. And this is really cool to feel out like, okay, yes, we want to do our own work and our work with God. But if you think of that circle of partners with God or a triangle, you really realize like you get more momentum when you buy into like helping each other work through your stuff. So cannot wait for that. I'm also going to share something unique about my relationship with them in a few minutes. So, but very big week because we are opening the doors to our collective membership. So I'm very excited for those couples who want to learn more with us about how to keep their marriages healthy, get their marriages healthy if they're not, work with one another's issues in a way that is systemic, that that really takes everything into account that's going on, and is also structured so that you have actual goals to work on each month. So I hope you get to do that with us. We're going to be doing monthly video trainings for this group with me, live video trainings, if you can make it for those, or you could watch the recording. We're giving you guys specific worksheets to work on throughout the month, and we're also giving you guys an email just for you as well as a group to chat in. So this is our founders launch of the collective and and it's also at a really cool foundational price because we're fleshing it out together. And as with all things, you see what works, what doesn't, you get feedback. So you are getting in for a very special rate of ENM community. You guys are the first in and because of that, you get the founders pricing. So we are closing the doors June 14th. So just make sure that you are joined up before June 14th. 
I'm actually closing the doors so that we can have a closed group for a while and we will reopen it when we're settled. Make sure you join if you want to join then. We want to glow brighter as a world together. And I'm so excited, whether it's three of you, a hundred, I don't know how many. It's kind of fun, honestly, as a seven to be in this space. I'm just looking forward to a summer of fellowship and writing and learning with you all. I I can't tell you how much that means to me. And I have a great inner circle of coaches. We have 20 plus people who are part of my inner circle Enneagram Marriage Certified Coaching Team. Just, it's just nice. I wanted to have my team in place before I was reaching out. I'm so excited. We just graduated them last week. My kids are literally done. There's only one more event. My son is in Charles Dickens Oliver play this weekend. So I'm excited about that. And of course, we're going to be hearing from Tim and Faith where they're like, hey, it goes by fast. You're, they're on the other side. But a lot of you guys are either just finishing up with that like them or you're in the thick of it with me or you're at the beginning or you're before the beginning. So we're all surrounding this circular strange time of having littles or babies or teens that are super keeping us busy. And I just really want to make sure that your marriage stays strong. One of the ways Wes and I stay strong is we carve out little 30 and 45 minute pockets of time to really just be together even during crazy weekends when like this last weekend traveling to Orlando for the girls. But it it's been fun to also figure out how can Wes and I stay connected during this time. And so so he came joined us for one of the nights to watch them perform in addition to helping his grandfather move and getting Jack to his soccer and taekwondo. And it's literally like these hands all moving. And then he and I also took a bike ride together and he made breakfast for us and we did our glow planner of goal setting. So even though we have these big jobs where we're not together and we have these kids who are just rolling in different directions, it's what you do in these kinds of seasons is you prioritize each other too. You realize May is a busy month for parents, but it doesn't have to be a month where you fall off the wagon. And for us, after this next weekend, we slow down a lot so that I can write, so that I can do my collective, so that Wes can, I mean, we have our, our lives outside of our kids too. So always keep your marriage, always keep your your life or your relationship if you're not married, your closest people as a priority so that you don't just put all your eggs in one basket and forget your people because we keep each other so balanced. So listen hard for the glow while Faith and Tim talk. I'm going to let you know something that is very unique about Tim and Faith on this podcast. And that is that I have worked with Tim and Faith in the past as clients. And I really wasn't going to share that aspect of our work together because I just care for them and know them in a totally different aspect of life as well. They are amazing leaders in their own right in the world. And as you'll hear on the podcast, I really, you know, we're all learning together. I look up to them in many ways, and I'm so glad my work has touched them in many ways as well. But it was so fun to get to talk and reconnect because the reason I am sharing their story is Faith and Tim came to me to do Enneagram coaching specifically, and they already had a healthy marriage. So it wasn't that they had an unhealthy marriage. Yes, there's always things to learn in every season. And Tim, Faith, myself, we're all advocates of 
doing your counseling and coaching work in seasons where you're not healthy and getting support. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. But I really just wanted to let you know that's a really fun aside is I almost never bring somebody on whom I've worked with, but this was just a very unique scenario. And I'm so honored and thankful that we get to talk with individuals that have truly done their Enneagram work together in a coaching setting, because you'll hear how much that that self-awareness has helped them to do their work. And so you are just going to be in for such a treat with me, with Tim and Faith this week. I'm so grateful for them and the ways they're going to help you to understand how you can glow brighter together and walk through the journey of the crazy little years to the empty nest years, and they're still growing strong. So something you should also know about Tim and Faith is that Tim is the executive pastor of Willow Creek Church. Some of you know that's a, a great big mega church in the Chicago area. And I was fortunate enough to visit when I was doing my, I almost said doing my time at Wheaton. <laughs> it's not prison. It was a good experience, but doing my my life in that season of grad school uh, was able to go to Willow Creek Church a few times. And, and it's an amazing journey. And it's amazing that they have somebody like Tim there. As you, you'll get to know him, you'll be very thankful because we all have issues. We all have brokennesses and some of us are deconstructing, some are reconstructing. And it's neat to have people who get that walking the journey with you. Faith is such a gift to her community wherever she lives because as much as she loves to consider herself first a mom and an Enneagram 2 who just nurtures everywhere, she is such a support to Tim and you're just going to see their glow shine so brightly. So can't wait for you to hear from them, learn from them. And like I said, just need to have the vulnerability of a couple who has done their Enneagram work. So, okay, we'll talk to them now. So happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast today. Hello, we're glad to be here. So glad to be here. We've connected in the past and this will be fun again. Yep. Yes, it really will. And of course, our first connections I'm remembering, as I know everyone is with you, is the whole Tim and Faith journey of, you know, country music, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't yeah. sing, or at least I don't sing. Yeah, we're, we're not the famous singers. <laughs> but I That's will. Tim and Faith. Yeah, but I will say that you have a beautiful voice, Faith. So you are uh, such a worshipful person, and I know you love that. I do love music and love worship, and I connect with God that way. He speaks mm. to me big time through worship in lots of lots of big moments in my life. That's where the connection has been. So yeah, you are right, but oh. not country music, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> or fortunately, if you're any of us. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I know a lot of people love it. And when I'm with my husband, I like it. So it's, I kind of go into that chameleon type three space when I'm with him and I'm like, I love this. And then when he's not there, I'm like, no country music. No country music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys are the five, two couple. And what's so interesting is our guest last week on the podcast was talking about a pairing of opposites and she used those two as an example. <laughs> We've got this couple coming up. So tell us about your two five love and uh, how you met and all that. Yeah. So let me start with. How go we ahead. Met. Yep. You go ahead. He'll be more concise. I'll probably go on and she will, talk too much about it. So she will <laughs> add flavor. But we met. In, uh, I was uh, working for an organization in the Midwest, uh, a nonprofit ministry, and had been there for a couple of years. And my sister was at college in Pennsylvania, um, unbeknownst to me, with faith. And Faith had, uh, she graduated from college and had decided to jo also join the same nonprofit organization for a period. So my sister 
cut her picture out of the yearbook and sent it to me and said, this hot girl, I don't know if she actually said that, but <laughs> that's my memory. This hot girl is coming to join. You, you need to get to know her. She's amazing. And so <laughs> I had the picture, you know, in my cabin and I was waiting for her day to arrive. And when she got oh. there, I said, I will be carrying your luggage for you. And I still am to this day. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is oh true. Introduced me to the whole crew and yeah, made me feel very, very welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness. That must have been so special to have somebody waiting for you to serve right there. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. oh it was my gosh. Nice. Especially as a two who serves everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just made me feel welcome. It was very, it was a very nice, uh, very nice way to start that. And then that started a really good friendship. He was just was very kind and, and was easy to talk to and funny and yeah. I had ulterior motives. I was, I was convinced within a week that I was going to marry her, but it was a year before Mm. she acknowledged that we were even dating. (laughs) So it it took a while. It was a long way. Oh, were you just sensitive faith? Like you were like, I'm shy and I don't want to like fully commit or what was going through your mind in this time? Honestly, at that time I had just come out of a bad relationship. And so I was like, not interested in guys. I enjoy, I, I didn't feel threatened by him. I felt like he was just very kind and fun. And mm. you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't catching the vibes that there was like more interest there. So mm. I just felt very safe around him. Like I'd be myself mm. and not had to put up pre- pretenses. And uh, because I wasn't looking for a relationship, it was easy just to like be friends for that whole first year. So mm. yeah. Wow. Oh my it gosh. It was a really good way to start, you know, to build that friendship first. Yeah. And then that next summer, um, there was a time at which I said to her, I love you. And she said, okay. (laughs) And it was a month or so later before she returned those words. Thank you you for that. (laughs) That's another way you can answer the, I love you. (laughs) I love that you guys. I just wasn't ready to say it back yet. And I wasn't going to say it when I wasn't ready yet. So yeah, that's yeah. really, yeah. Look at you being a type two to set boundaries, modeling for others. <laughs> amazing. And I know twos and fives have a lot in common. A lot of people don't realize twos, fives, and eights are all relationalists. So people think it's a marriage of opposites, but it's exactly, it's actually two very caring people. One usually more introverted and one more extroverted. Uh, and also, of course, you guys know you can show up in different spaces and ways. So, but you didn't just start there you built a life together and you're still going strong. So tell us about your family and a little bit more about what you guys are doing out there. Yeah. Talk about the kids. Yes. One thing I was going to say when you said twos and fives are both caring and we, this maybe we'll go into this later, but I was just telling Tim the other day that I feel like, um, people feel very safe. And we talked about this before when we were interacting, people feel very safe around him. They feel like, you know, he takes, uh, care of the details. And, um, he's just a safe person to like, so when I look at our, our friendships and different friendships, we go back to from the past and everything. I, I can see that, that people just really trust him and trust who he is and how they, how he cares for them. So mm-hmm. anyway, I think you're right. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that five cares in a different way than a two does, mm-hmm. you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just think it's such a misconception when we, when we meme people too much. And even though I try to do that on fun Fridays on my Instagram account, I, I really am careful to try not to do too much of that unless we're just having a light fun time because it, it could be really misconstrued too. We don't mm-hmm. care. All we do is party. This one over here is hundred percent selfish. So it's wow. nice to put some color on it here with how caring Tim is. And of course we know that about you, Faith. So yes, tell us about the kids, Faith. So we have four kids. They're all grown. Um, Our oldest just turned 29 and she lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She has two dogs and she uh, works as a BCBA at an autism clinic, got Mm -hmm. her master's in that, helps with, yeah, kiddos, the autistic kiddos. Um, our second daughter is in South Bend. She and her, um, boyfriend work at a co- He owns a coffee shop. She works with him, but they're kind of growing it together. And just, we just opened it up mm, a few months ago and it is yeah. going crazy. It's going, it's very much like they grind the, the coffee beans. They make the coffee. They make like, it's very much from beginning to end. They do it all, you know? So people love that. And chocolate. Yes. And chocolate. Oh yep. my gosh. And then there's uh-huh. like $12 chocolate bars. So yeah. <laughs> you have to really like chocolate. <laughs> oh, we it's do. really good though. Yes, we do. It's really good. But if you live in Northern Indiana, check out Cloud Walking Coffee. Oh South. my gosh. My brother's family lives in Valpo. So when they go oh, to yeah. South Bend, I'm going to, and when we get there, I'll have to go. For Thank sure. you. Yeah. It's a great place. And they have a, ba- they have another lady that works there that does bakery stuff and another that does macaroons. She makes them from scratch and they are the best macaroons I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, wow. And a lot of our listeners live in that area. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that's her, your second lady. And then our, our son Hunter lives there too. He's a mechanical engineer and works, works in that area as well. Then we have, our youngest is a junior at um, Baylor university in Waco, Texas. Oh, so awesome. and he's doing theater and business and is going to rock the world when he gets out. Those are beautiful yeah. ventures. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so t- tell us what it's like to be the two, five pairing. In addition to, you said, we're both very caring and relational. What other insights did you guys get either from the glow guide or just in life? Obviously. Yeah, I would think we've, um, you know, we didn't know that language when we got married. So it's, yeah. we're learning that um, in the last few years. But I think the things that we do for each other. So she's very social. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can be relational in my very comfortable settings. <laughs> and so she'll give me, she's learned um, to just give me space um, to, to re, uh, re-energize and um whether it's coming home at the end of the day, because um, when she's at home, you know, there'll be music or, you know, something on TV or whatever, <laughs> there'll be lots of noise. And when I come home, like I need to like decompress. And so she'll turn everything off and she'll give me space for an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll also um, give me lots of warning. Cause it, I can't be like, it can't be six o'clock. And she says, Hey, let's go party. Like that's not going to work with me. I need yeah. I need space and time to like ramp up for that. And so she'll, she'll do that so that I can engage in a, in a social environment like that with lots of people or strangers. Um, and, uh, which is really good, but then that allows me to do that and not have to, 
you know, she pulls me out of my comfort zone at times. <laughs> yes, that's, that's beautiful yeah. that you've learned to do that faith because that really allows you to bring him versus we've heard other people with fives on the podcast say it, it went from a, a dragging to a bringing. Yeah. 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 It does take a, a understanding because I mean, yeah, like you said, I would just be going full bore all the time. People party. I mean, I, that would, I would just be, I would want to be doing stuff all the time. And I, and it's just not where he's at. And so if I want to really appreciate, enjoy those times, we need to have them spaced out. The thing I appreciate that he does is because he knows that I love the social things. Um, I feel like um, we, we have a pretty regular balance of like having neighbors over or, or getting to know a couple that we don't know from church or, um, you know, or outings, like even um, we do some Broadway things, some Broadway theater. And so we've got a few of those on the calendar and they're kind of spread out, you know, where we know that those are coming and, you know, and then every once in a while, I'll be like, Hey, let's do, I really want to do this one thing or whatever. And um, he's just always, he never says, no, I don't want to do that. He's always like, well, let's figure out a time. So he's working with me too, because he knows that I like those kinds of things. Um, and I don't want to just stay home all the time. I like to get out and explore and meet people and all that. So mm. yeah, it is a good, it is a good balance. But when he comes home from work, he definitely needs some time to just kind of sit and answer email and decompress and whatever. And I, you know, I know that. And so now that's just like, I just plan on that. Like, mm. I don't want to have dinner ready this minute he walks in the door because I know he's going to need a little bit of time first. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So even things like that, you know, just you figure it out, but it works smoother when you know how each other works, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's really helpful. And I love how you were saying that, um, it took time, but that in time, you really did find such a benefit from doing these new dances together. Uh, mm -hmm. and I like that because a lot of people listening are thinking, why aren't we working at the beginning of our marriage? And it's just, it's time and years and patience and tears, right? Yeah. And yeah. even like your, your, like um, your phase that you're in, like when the kids are little, you know, and they depend on you when dad comes home, he may not be able to like, I don't know how much time I gave you when the kids were little to like, mm -hmm. sometimes it was like, okay, I've had them all day and I'm at my wits end and you need to take over and I need a break. You know? So sometimes there was that, yeah. you know, and then they get older. And sometimes it's like, well, you walked in the door. I got to go do these errands or whatever now, or I got to take so-and-so to basketball practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess not basketball practice. We didn't have basketball practice, but we had <laughs> soccer, soccer. Okay. and we had some running, we had some races to go to, um, but you know, those kinds of things where we keep you hemming on your face. Well, now we're empty nesters. There aren't the kids and all of that stuff. So I do have a little more like leeway as far as how our schedule, you know, it's just mm -hmm. up to the two of us. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. I, when the kids were little, my practice was to um, like leave my work when I walked in the door. Um, and so that might mean I drive home and I'm sitting in the driveway for 10 minutes, finishing something before I walk in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, so that when I walked in, I could be fully present, um, mm -hmm. for the kid, you know, the kids depending on their age and for her and just to jump in and help. And yeah, I'm sure I failed at that sometimes, but that was kind of my goal, yeah, um, great. was to, to do that. I think another thing, I don't know if this is a two, five thing, a male, female thing. Um, but, um, I think the sense of like knowing like, cause she's so social and relational and really needs that. Mm -hmm. And I can't give her everything she needs in that. And I think early on that was a struggle for us um, mm -hmm. because of all the 
idealism that you go into marriage, you know, thinking that we're going to be everything for each other. And I couldn't be. And so like figuring out over time that um, like, it's really healthy for our marriage, for her to have a really good girlfriend or for her to have, you know, um, interests outside of me and our marriage um, that just hobbies or whatever things she can connect with others. That's a very healthy thing for us. And then when we're together, we can be more, we can bring more of our whole selves into that. Mm. It's been really helpful. Wow. That's really huge. And I, I'm reminded of how so many twos say, sometimes I want my spouse to be with me and then their spouse and, and they have to take the time to learn, hang on, slow down. If you can slow down long enough, cause twos get going so fast on what we kind of say is the internal hamster wheel. If they can slow down and schedule, they can find their spouse usually does want to spend time with them if they can catch them. <laughs> so right. that's nice. And of course she was, of course, reality check for so many who have littles that are running all over. Sometimes you do have to run out the door, but I'm also tracking back so that everyone can pick up on the fact that Tim said as a five, sometimes he could take those extra minutes, even in the driveway. So mm-hmm. if, if your wife sees you or your husband, and, and I know you work as a special ed teacher and, and have worked as a special ed teacher as well, Faith, but whoever is the five in the relationship, male or female might be sitting in the driveway. So let them sit there for a bit, because when they do come in, we know from John Gottman's amazing marriage research, et cetera, that the comings and the goings are so important. So when you do come in, it's so nice to be able to give five seconds of hi gosh, great to see you. Or, (laughs) um, even when you're a five and you're like, hi, but then you, you need a little time in your cave. That's nice too. But at least you said a nice hello. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yes. The cave is important. (laughs) Exactly. Any other tips before we talk about goals? Cause I know we're setting goals on this podcast all month and you're going to help us a little bit with that, but anything else you want two five pairings to know, or anyone married to a two or a five. Hmm. I think I don't remember all the triads, but I'm pretty sure I'm in the head triad, right? Yes. Yep. And the two is the heart. heart. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I'm learning more about myself in that. I really do live in my head a lot. Um, and she, she's learning how to pull me out of that, um, you know, and, and to be able to pull what's in there out. Cause I don't know how, or I don't know that I'm doing that or, or necessarily how to communicate that. Yeah. Um, she's actually found, yeah, I think in recent years when I'm like in work mode and I'm talking to a work associate, um, you know, I'll, I'm, I've got that lever clicked in my head. And so I'm like, just engaged. And she just like leans into that. And she learns a lot about what's in my head through those conversations, like through, yeah. through overhearing. And then she can ask me about it later. And that's actually been, I think it was probably a frustration and maybe it's turned into just. Yeah. Because I would want to know things about what's going on. And because he did have, has always had such a, a desire to, when he gets home to not do work, like to be at home. Mm-hmm. So, but then I like, feel like I'm missing out on this whole part of his day that like, you know, well, what happened at work and what, what meetings did you have and what happened? And I want to know, I want to be engaged in his work as well, you know, and just know what's going on. Um, So then, yeah, exactly. So when he would have, has had conversations with other people that we know that he works with, I'm like, they know the questions to ask. He feels, you know, he doesn't have to explain to them because they kind of already know, but yet if I can listen, um, I learn things and it's just been really, it has been a good thing because it's frustrating to be like, I want to know about your day, but I don't know what the questions to ask. I don't know how to find out more about what's going on in your life and that aspect of your life, you know? Yeah. That has been really good to, to listen to, you know, other couples, you know, we, 
we work at a church right now. And so they're friends, we're friends with them. So then when we get together for dinner or different things and they have conversations about what's going on at work, it's like, I can just listen and learn all the things. And it's, it's nice to be a part of his life, you know, in that way. Mm. So. Oh my gosh. You guys said a lot there about maturing together and learning. Like you said, even Tim said, this is almost like it was a, a side route. I talk a lot about how we, we can't always get to our perfect virtue right away. Like, Oh, I found out who I am. And now it's just, I have to be perfect. It's, we have to take routes that fit and that work. And that is a beautiful side route that faith tried out in faith. Uh, that is actually really impressive for a two because twos can be thinking inhibited just as fives can be heart inhibited. Um, and so it's fascinating that she is listening. She's not manipulating the situation the way a, a newlywed two can of, I have the ideal, it's going to have to be this one way. And she's actually doing what an interesting dance with putting on some of the two, five glow of rubbing off on each other because she's doing the observer the five observer. <laughs> so I love that faith that you've picked oh, up. That's on interesting. That. That interesting. You're doing it. You're an observer. I guess <laughs> there is, there definitely is some truth to that. I mean, after 32 years of being together, there's, I mean, there's things that he does. He gets more like me and I get more like him in some ways. And yeah, mm-hmm. all the good, of course, all the good. <laughs> we never rub off on bad areas. Uh, it's been interesting in the last I don't know how many years a lot of the social things that we do with others I'm the one initiating them it's true which is a which is a and you know it's a, a switch for us and she love you know she loves it anytime I bring it up but I tend to be the one initiating um those things as long as long as they can be calendared and they can be spread out and I can you know have not every have night prep time for that. but maybe once or twice a week we'll have like a something social like that and it's perfect you yeah. know yeah Yeah. And it's so neat because if we had married somebody exactly like us, then we wouldn't have all these opportunities for growth that you see over the years. Um, because I noticed that in our marriage as well, that often Wes is the fun one and I'm sitting there in the head triad, not in the most fun of ways. And it's like, thank God that I rubbed off on you 20 some years ago, because I'm no longer fun. (laughs) it's, It's really cool. So thank you for sharing that. So tell us, um, Well, I know it's different every season, but tell us a little bit about how you got to do some goal setting, even when the kids were young, even in the early years and through now, any tips you have for couples who say, I just, I really don't want to put it off for 20, 30 years till we're empty nesters, but I have some important things I want to do with this marriage. Did you ever take time over dates or, or life at all to, to sit down or did you just let life happen? I'm guessing there's some planning with Tim involved, but <laughs> tell us. Yeah, I, I would say probably the, the thing that's been true throughout our marriage, um, in that regards is taking, and we started this when faith was carrying our first child was um having at least a week every year of, for just the two of us uh, with no kids really hard in the in the you know baby toddler breastfeeding era of life but um and we didn't live close to family so it was finding friends um that we could trade with and so like you know and not giving all of our because we had four kids so at one point it was like you know finding four families or different wow. families, or I think we maybe sent the girls to the same place. But anyway, you know, like, so you're not overwhelming someone who already has their own kids take care of all four of ours. There's a couple, and I wish I remember their name. Um, 
that we had a conversation with when she was carrying Heather, our, our first, and they just, they kind of, they said like that and said, said, you're, you know, it's going to be gone like that. And we're like, what are you talking about? It's like raising kids. It's going to be gone like that. And this couple was, I don't know, they felt old, but they're probably our age, <laughs> um, but they may have been sixties. I don't know, but, um, but th they just had encouraged us to really focus on each other. Cause too soon you're going to be back to just the two of you. And what, you know, if everything you do is built around kids, then you're not going to have anything in common. And so we made some decisions then to really focus on that. And, I, you know, I was thinking the other day, it was 27 years from the time, you know, that time until our youngest went to college. Um, who knows if he's gone for good? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we think we're empty we nesters. We don't know. Um, right, true. But that's a long time, but it's also a really quick time. You know, 27 years, you know, you're looking back on it. It's like, yeah, that didn't last long. Even though when you're in it, it feels like it's for freaking ever. Mm -hmm. yeah. when they're little. Yes. All the energy that's invested in the time. And, mm -hmm. yeah. mm, that's beautiful that you maintained your relationship, but you're not putting up uh, a fake kind of you're not putting up a curtain to say like I won't let you guys hear that it was also hard and yeah. that at times it felt like it was dragging by but that now yeah. looking back it was so fast and so you did need these touch points and it sounds like you didn't because you didn't have family close as many listeners don't um you also had to be really creative and sometimes maybe miss out and do at home dates is that true oh yeah definitely or just real inexpensive things or do stuff when the kids are engaged in something else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, we took advantage. We, we used our community. We did not try. I know some people try to do everything on their own and just be, you know, just do everything. And I think you're missing out when you do that. Like we took advantage of carpools and we took advantage of, you know, friends and trading date, date nights and just different things. We, we did have one couple, we would trade like our, all of four of our kids and they only had one child. So this is a really good friend. <laughs> really good friend. Um, yes. but they would take all four of our kids for a couple of hours and then we would take their one kid for a couple of hours. And so every other week or every couple of weeks, um, we would switch back and forth. And so one of us would, you know, one of us couples would get a date night yeah. and that was just really helpful, really, really helpful. It didn't last forever, but it was for a season. Mm -hmm. I don't know if some of your listeners have heard of Stephen Covey, um, but you know, kind of a famous business guy back in the day. But he had this illustration that um, applies to family where he'd put a big jar on the stage and he'd have big rocks and little rocks. And he would prove that if you try to put all the little and big and whatever fit it together, you're not going to get as much in. You put the big rocks in first and then whatever fits after that. So the big rocks being your priorities. Um, and so when I think about that, like with our calendar, with our planning, um, like there's net, like when you're raising kids, especially toddlers, littles, um, there's never a good time for a vacation or a date night um, or even a conversation. It's just never going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but if you determine that's a, that's a priority and like that's going on the calendar first, um, that is the most important thing we're going to do. Then you work everything else around it and you kind of figure out how to, how to make it work. Um, and I think, you know, I don't want to be mystical, but like in the early years, we had no money, uh, no margin. Um, five bucks a week was, I think, our discretionary yeah. <laughs> income at the time. Yeah. Um, but it was like the commitment to like doing date nights or the commitment to like, somehow it would happen. Somehow someone said, Hey, we've got a place you can stay in our place. We're going to be gone. I mean, things just happened, um, where we could do it on the cheap and still keep it as a priority. 
And when you're planning for those kinds of trips and the kids are little, uh, it would feel sometimes like it was so much work. Like I can't tell you how many times we would be the week before and I would be like stressed out of my brain trying to pack for four kids and figure out our stuff and all the things. And you're like, is this even worth it? Like, this is so much work to do this vacation for Mm just, and then you get on vacation and after like a day or two, you're like, oh my goodness. Now I remember why we got married because I (laughs) love being with you. Like you have to push through that. Like no matter how, how hard it is and how much you think this is too much work. Like once you get to that other side and you, you know, it, it really is worth it, but it's not, it's not easy. It's not like, you know. You know what I'm saying? I sure do. Yeah. And the kids will make you pay for it sometimes as they get older and they, they're not just in diapers and they're like, I can't believe you left me with so-and-so. If you have like any body type kids, like I have a justice oriented type nine. So there was always a word about a boy who was bad. It's just like, you get tired of it and you're like, forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. But then you're like, I'm desperate. And if I don't have a lifeline, like you said, those rocks at the bottom, it's like, these are the priorities. So I'm glad every single couple listening or person, if they're not even yet married, no, can know we have to prioritize our special date times together. Like there is no, um, giving that away. And as you guys are saying, like it will work out, it will, it needs to be the priority. So, um, just as a fun aside, what are, uh, one or two of your favorite types of date nights or dates that you've had or things you like to do? I don't know that we're super creative. We love movies. We love, so I, I mean, honestly, I love going to a, a big flick and dinner, you know, and then of course, Broadway. I just love Broadway again, music, you know, but like we've done that a few times and I love that. Yeah. When we moved up here, we bought legit bikes. Um, we, we always had the Walmart version, but we bought actually good bikes. And so we do bike rides, you know, from May to October, probably once a week yeah. uh, for a couple hours. And so that's a, I mean, now that the bikes are paid for, it's a free, free date night. So mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to spend time together outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it's beautiful. Discover, discover it, discover nature together. And yeah, it's been really fun. We've enjoyed it. Mm, and you're really getting out of your head and even your heart to just get that third triad with the body that neither of you are always in. And even the the Broadway kind of brings all the five senses to life in a different way. So I'm hearing that you like to, you know, fully kind of encompass the best of head, heart, and body on those dates. So I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. All right. So tell us about how faith has intersected with life, with kids, with marriage for you guys. And you don't mean faith, my wife. (laughs) Thanks for the clarification. That's a really important one. She intersects all, all the ways. Yes. And I did ask permission to ask this question because not everyone wants to come on and talk about faith, but you guys said, sure. (laughs) So, yeah, I think the thing, you know, for me, so I've, uh, since, well, since, uh, Megan was born. So, you know, since our second was born or coming into the world, I've been a pastor or around the church world. And so one thing that was important to us in that is um, there's a whole lot of, um, grown up, angry church kids in the world, pastor's kids um, that have very bad experiences because their mom and her dad were married to the church. And so we just tried to like, I think we tried to give space for that. Uh, we, 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 you know, we felt like environment, you know, environments where they're around positive influences were a great mm-hmm. thing. So sending them to camps and youth groups and things like that were really helpful. But I think then towards 
like the, the most fun times for me in parenting were the teenage years and even the 20 somethings where you can engage <laughs> on a intellectual level. And uh, a lot of times I think parents may make the mistake to think they're supposed to give the answer. Mm. Um, whereas um, we just focused on like, let's just have the conversation. Let's, let's have a really robust conversation and let's not pretend like I have an edge on the truth that you don't have. Like, let's, let's figure that out together. And I think he's that's- been really good at that. I, I've watched him interact with our kids a lot. And um, I do feel like he's, he has a really good way of, I, th- I don't know why this is, but sometimes my questions can sound like a interrogation. <laughs> you can ask the same question and it's like, they're having a conversation and it just kind of flows and they're, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he, yeah, he's really good at just asking questions and, and a lot of times, you know, not making the decision for them. And then they come around and it's a good decision just because it's been, I think they feel heard and, uh, you know, it's a safe place to like talk things out, you know? And I think it gives space. I mean, even now in their twenties, you know, there's seasons where it's like, okay, I still love God. I just don't like the church. And I'm like, really? Me too. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, I still, I still believe in Jesus, but uh, Christians annoy me. It's like, really? Me too. Let's talk about that. Um, so it's been, I think it's, it's good. It, it keeps the relationship intact, even if, you know, we're at different perspectives or have different lenses. Um, it enables us, to, it enables the conversation to keep moving forward. Which your kids are going to do as they grow. They're going to have their own perspective. You know, they're going to become adults that are thinking their own things through and they're going to see things different than you do. You know, they're not meant to be replicas, exact replicas of us, you know, where we influence them and then they become their own person. So yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin that relationship just because they don't think exactly like you do. Mm. And that just shows how much you've grown as a thinker faith over years and time. And you said, I watch my husband with them and you drunk that up. You learned this Mm -hmm. is a safe, good way. And of course, safety triad. And we're already saying, oh my gosh, you're so good socially. And you just nurture and love socially so well. So you've brought him to that, but I like that you've gifted each other with these things because clearly your children have benefited. And even though no parent is perfect, they've been able to figure it out with you guys. And they're still figuring it out. Like you said, because they're not replicas. We are too, you know, I mean, we're always, we're figuring out too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Do you guys have any other tips just as you're thinking about families, trying to balance, trying to goal, get trying to, um, just maintain marriage fun during the big years of all through the middle, or even if you're like, Hey, we already covered that, but something for couples, even now that you're in the empty nest years, anything just as a final thought. One thought um, that connects to what we talked about earlier and the importance of um, investing in your marriage while you're in those intense parenting years is um, that identity piece um, is so big and way bigger than we ever thought it was as far as like faith's identity as a mom to Heather, Megan, Hunter, and Taylor. And then my identity as a dad. And in our case, um, during the formative years, she was staying at home. So it really affected probably her more. Whereas I also had an identity as a, I had a job and stuff, but mm-hmm. outside of that, but um, I think it was, it's really hard to go from um, I've got, the, and it's, I think maybe especially for a two, I've got these four, you know, little humans that need me. Which are two loves. Every, every day. Who <laughs> loves to be needed. Every week of every month of every year. And then it seems like that it's not because they, 
they segue out slowly, but it seems like that, that suddenly it's like, I'm not needed anymore. And I don't know what my purpose is. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think us connecting throughout the years was helpful with that, but then you had your own journey to kind of figure that out after. Yeah. After we moved to Texas for a season. So we kind of, we, we uprooted, which was hard at the same time that the kids were uprooting. So, which was where we met you because we were talking through some of those things and, you know, you, you heard a lot of that, like figuring out then as a two who loves to be needed and losing some of the people who need her, yeah. you know, and kind of figuring out again, okay, then who am I, if I'm not, you know, involved on a daily basis with all the kids and all their needs and he's doing well at work. And so then what do I do? So then figuring out that was where we jumped in. I jumped into the school, the elementary school with the special needs program and, and just um, being able to help there and figuring out a new way, a new place to be needed and give input and all of that. A new place to be needed. Okay. So that gave you a new place to be needed. Can you say that again? Really quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My phone is off. Loves to be needed. And, and I even, I even would say needs to be needed Mm. in some ways, you know, not that that's my entire identity, but just, Mm -hmm. you know, you, that's the way, God created me to give, to, to be supportive to people. And so, yeah, to find a healthy place where you can work together with a team and be part of something productive and healthy, you know, Yeah. and then two, to be away from the home and to be able to have that, those experiences where it's a new thing to share as a couple, you know, is really good too. Mm, so really nice to recommend to people. Don't be afraid to work it out or to feel like it's rocky whenever you enter a new transition because yeah. you get new pieces of yourself. And I also like how faith you're so positive. I know twos are generally positive, but just the Enneagram can be very, very negative and heavy when we don't remember that we also have personalities in, on a, a positive level of gifts. And so if we just said, I'm sorry, you're a two and you like to be with people who need you, it's like, you're missing out that people literally need you. And so, uh, I'm thinking of Florence Nightingale recently reading in a history piece that this little boy said, you know, who is Florence Nightingale? And he basically said, she's everything to me. I didn't have a mother. And, and you've had different moments, like you said, with your kids, with other people's kids, where you could be that nurturing person instead of like, oh, okay. I did my Enneagram work or my kids are gone and I have to shut that part of myself up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys are always teaching me and just, I love it so much. And, um, I'm so hoping that our audience can continue to glean. I know it's busy, but if there's a way you can tell us how people can just follow you or get in touch with you, let us know. We'd love to keep doing that. Yeah. Faith, um, is on Instagram. Is that where you're mostly more, Probably, more than yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram at full-time mama six. Yep. Um, and what's that? I think that's right. Yep. yep. And uh, I am less frequent on Instagram at Tim A. Stevens. Okay. Um, but I do blog um, at leadingsmart.com. Mm-hmm. And so that's mostly targeted for church leaders and pastors, but I think there's carryover for uh, others as well. Mm-hmm. I do too. A lot of value in the wisdom you guys have. I've learned so much and I'm so grateful. So I know our listeners are, I'm so hyped up for this episode. So thank you guys so much for sharing your time and your hearts with us today. You are very welcome. It's our pleasure. It's nice to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) You too.
Well, guys, I know you felt the calm of this couple, how beautiful that their glow has allowed each other to pick up. I, I haven't had that many couples to be able to show you this illustration. Um, I hope you've said, seen it between the lines sometimes, but Tim and Faith are a beautiful demonstration of how that glow works over time and over years and how we begin to pick up the pieces for each other, even of our own personality type stuff. When we're like, I'm just tired of me, uh, our spouse can be like, wait, there's something so good and redemptive about you. So I loved that aspect of Tim and Faith's glow together. I hope you will continue to follow them and get to know them. I've left all their information in the show notes so you can just learn from people who have come ahead of you. It's a cool thing to be able to just walk alongside and they're still growing and learning too. So if you need more support, we are here for you with Enneagram and Marriage Certified People. And then we also have our collective. So I am so excited for you to make your way over to enneagramandmarriage.com. As a founding member, make sure you check out all the goodies we have for you on that note and have a great week, you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.